0: Welcome back to the Married to Growth podcast with Perry and Aletha. And on today's episode, we're going to be going through Aletha's transformative journey from a caterpillar (laughs) to a chrysalis. Do they do chrysalises? Yes, they do. To a butterfly or a moth, whatever she ends up being. Uh, But we're going to go through her entrepreneurial journey and how she got to Where she is today. So let's start with day one. Uh, You were born.
1: (laughs) I was born. I was born. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Back in the 80s. What was your
0: first exposure to uh, entrepreneurship?
1: I believe I was born into a family of entrepreneurs. Um, And I believe, I mean I was. Um, So my... Grandfather, my dad's stepdad owned an insurance business, and my dad's uncle, my papa, um, owned a music store, which is now, gosh, almost a global enterprise. West Music Company is, um, so he started that, and then my dad went on to start a business himself. Um, yeah, so it was just kind of,
0: and what was the family business?
1: Um, he, when I was in fifth grade, I believe I was in fifth grade, my dad went back to school for accounting so he could start a business importing wine from Algeria of all places because it's on the Mediterranean and this oil and all the things.
0: Picked a product that his daughter legally couldn't, uh, start Partaking. taking. Yeah.
1: No. Mm-mm.
0: Drink the supply.
1: No, he had us hustling, but yeah, we had no idea for what. Um, and then I think it's, I can't remember how old I was, but my mom started a side hustle as well. Um, on top of her, you know, full-time job and raising two children, um, one of them being you, one of them being me, where she was like a professional organizer. So
0: this all makes sense. (laughs)
1: Yes. Right. Um, you didn't know that. Yeah.
0: I don't think I knew that.
1: No. Um, what was it called?
0: She could have had her own Netflix show if Netflix was around.
1: I know she really st- should have stuck that suck that out because it uh, the she was like the OG Marie Kondo. Um, so she the, the, Domestic Solutions that that's what Sally's business was called. So in fifth grade, my dad started a wine business. I you know both my grandparents owned businesses. My mom started a side hustle. Um, so yeah, I was bo- I was born into it. It was natural.
0: When was the first time you realized that you also had the hustle?
1: I was nine. I was nine, and I
0: probably know the exact date because that's how your brain works. But we'll we'll just stick with nine. It what, was a it was, a, was a
1: balmy it? day. Um, no, I started a neighborhood newsletter. What uh, was it called Nicknack News, which I think I plagiarized off of like a PBS. I was say, Show or There's something. no
0: way you made that up. Yeah,
1: no. I, I don't think I did. Um and Where did you
0: get the news? Did you just peering in your neighbors' windows <laughs> yeah. or
1: just yeah, creeping? Was, I I was the neighborhood gossip and I would uh I decided to, you know, make some money off of that.
0: And let's how old were you? Nine. We're like you'd even have Instagram or my space even at that point in time to like no, honey, learn what everything honey, was going on. So
1: sweet. The you internet had, didn't exist. When I was you nine. had to
0: <laughs> legit just like put your ear to the ground and see oh, what's going on. I
1: door knocked to sell, uh, to sell issues
0: to really get them to open the door. So you could get some more news.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, I, you know, we would just be kids playing in the neighborhood. So we, I, I think I would like report birthdays and, you know, go investigative, report like what was happening, who was having babies, I don't know.
0: And you would print this out and deliver it to the neighborhood?
1: Yeah, and like, gosh, if I was nine, it would have been like Windows 1990. Now I think I actually did it on my dad's K-Pro computer, which you'd have to Google, but it was definitely DOS. Um, And yes, I sold 25 cents an issue and four for a dollar, which, you know, the math wasn't quite, you know, it was just 25 cents an issue. Um,
0: yeah, no no real savings there. That's no, all right, though.
1: no, no real incentivized savings. But I would print it out on my dad's computer and um, and go sell issues on to the neighbors.
0: Why did you even want to do this in the first place? What was your why?
1: I think I was just interested. I just, just felt like everyone else was interested in everyone else. Like we all a little community.
0: What did you do with your money? your earnings hard work honestly you should have bought some apple stock or something
1: honey i was i was born in 82 this was 1992 yeah, hit up the
0: trade floor yourself
1: like <laughs> there i did, no one knew about apple because there was no internet to learn oh. about it um we i would ride my bike to the local candy store and i would buy candy raisins don't judge me it's a terrible candy but i liked it and i still do
0: What's a candy raisin with like a chocolate covered raisin?
1: No, those are raisin ads. It's like a gu- <laughs> It's like a gummy.
0: Oh, I think I know what those are. Those little are. brown gummies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, those You're are, the person that actually ate those.
1: Those are Necco wafers.
0: Oh. Dear I still beyond. eat them.
1: I still eat them, and that's what I did with my earnings at age nine.
0: So where did uh, where did that take you? What was your next like step in your professional? Slash.
1: Yeah, there were a couple. I sold, um, I probably rolled my proceeds of the newsletter, honestly, into string because then I, then I started hustling uh, friendship bracelets lot of lemonade stands.
0: Still don't have one on my wrist, but continue.
1: <sighs> I mean, I'll make one. I still have the skills. Um, as
0: long as it matches my wedding ring.
1: So I sold, I sold a lot of friendship bracelets for like a dollar, you know, depending on how many colors.
0: So we found a new dollar value.
1: Yep. So I, I increased my price point and my product quality um, and would sell friendship bracelets and things like that, like lemonade stands and stuff. And then when I hit 12... Um, I was able to take the babysitting course. So then I really hustled and door knocked the shit out of my neighborhood. Um, took the babysitting course, made flyers, marketing flyers, had prices. You know,
0: what was that business called?
1: No, just my babysitting services. Oh,
0: didn't didn't have a name. I was hoping no. for a real uh no. killer name like. Nick but Nick by
1: News. that point, by that point, we did have a Windows computer, and I was able to print in color. So. A lot of a lot of technology advancements in in that like four years, yeah. three four years, um, and I remember charging like two dollars an hour and seventy five cents for every additional kid. And I, I hope if
0: we ever need babysitting services, we can find those rates.
1: Yeah, God, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like twenty five dollars an hour now. Inflation, honey. Um, and I printed. So I'd print flyers out and just deliver them to all the neighbors, and then I remember um, riding my bike home and I noticed there was like a new baby, like you know, congratulation balloon, tied to a neighbor's house who had like had just moved in recently. And so I remember it was like cold, like riding my bike, it was, you know, before dinner time, going home, printing a flyer, running back, putting it in their mailbox, and um, and that was probably my biggest client. Starting at 14, I'm flying out to Virginia in, in two weeks to go watch the baby that I babysat, his kid. Oh. Yeah. That and, family. And, yeah. So, cool. um, and as I got older, they had told me that the dad was like, okay, well, this is who we're hiring. If she's going to, you know, market herself in this way, like.
0: And now your services for them are free.
1: Yes. Now I'm, I'm now spending money on a plane ticket. To go.
0: To do what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Before Full. that you used to get paid for.
1: Full circle. Um, but you know what's funny is that baby, so they started, they hired me when he was six weeks old. They ended up having three kids, moving out of state. I, they would fly me out, out to their state um, during spring break and the parents would take vacation. I would watch the kids for like two weeks. Um, they bought a house out on the East Coast two, three years ago and they I, I helped them find an agent and you know, for a referral. So, um, yeah, my little third 12 year old hustle is still essentially still thriving actually.
0: And you still love babysitting.
1: Yeah, I do still love kids, but that was probably my most lucrative outside of, you know, my business now. Um,
0: so w- when did you do the, uh, your little babysitter club until
1: Um, gosh, I mean, I would come home for weekends in college or drive home to help friends watch their kids because, um, I had just built such a, a large expansive network of moms that were like, you know, Aletha's the best, only use her, that they would book me out months in advance. And so when I had a car, I went to undergrad at UW Oshkosh, about an hour and a half away from Milwaukee. And, um... I would drive home for weekends to watch, like, kids.
0: High demand. Low supply.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a group of friends. I actually just had one of the moms over for wine, Of you know, like, two months ago, um, right near our neighborhood that would basically, like, race to schedule me because they'd all do things together. And I was old enough to just kind of drive myself home and things like that. So, yeah. the Yeah. I loved it.
0: Where did that take you? What What was like after the babysitting?
1: You know, college. Or, or
0: during it. So, all right. So you're in college now.
1: I mean, I had other jobs. One, um, my first like actual job job was when I was 16. I was the, um, I was
0: like a, job where you're working for someone else, not yeah, working for yeah. yourself.
1: I was a, um, I mean, I've just always loved to work, always loved to work. Like, if we really want to go first job was at a church daycare. Um, The girl that sat in front of me in history in eighth grade was talking about how her dad was, like, looking for somebody to watch the kids on Sunday mornings at at the church that he managed. I don't know if you manage a church, but you know what I mean. Someone has to. Um, And I was like, oh, I'll do it. And she's like, well, I was like, "Yeah, sure, okay." So I, you know, networked essentially ne- networked to my first uh, social security paying job when I was fourteen, fifteen.
0: And then you learned what the luxury of taxes are.
1: Yep, yep. That summer, I, you know, dipped corn dogs at the state fair. Um, I just like I've always loved to work, always. And, you know, I mean, both my parents worked, my dad started a business while he was working full-time and went to school. My mom started a business while she was working full-time. So, like, the idea of side hustles and working was just, like, natural.
0: Why do you think you love working? Or is it a certain part of working? Like, is it you love working because you get the money or because you love what you're doing or you just love being busy?
1: I think a little bit of everything. Um... Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like, I think when I was a kid, it was a way that I could be social. And in classic ADHD, it turned out I had a lot of hobbies. I loved to write the newsletter. I loved to be, you know, creative, the friendship bracelets. I loved talking to people, even though I was disturbingly shy, um, the babysitting. And so I just realized like, hey, if if I have all of these different passions, I might as well get paid for them. Mm. Um. Yeah, and then my you first, Utilize
0: that later in life.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Then my first real job was at William Stone. I was a gift wrapper.
0: You're still a great gift wrapper.
1: Thank you. I was trained professionally. Professionally. And I you know, it I remember being sixteen and um my boss's name was Larry. And I was running a gift out to the floor and, you know, you're wearing an apron. So someone's going to stop and ask you a question if they need help. They don't know what you do, even though I was clearly 16. And they were asking me a question about some product. And I just like bullshitted my way through what turned out to be a very correct awesome answer and larry had overheard and was like hey do you want to stay on as a sales associate and i was like yeah who doesn't want to wear by uh you know stainless steel what, what, cookware what, what was the product 16 year old all clad oh yeah there I know. you go yeah i've been selling those d5s since uh jeez, since i was a kid H-
0: hustling the uh the luxury cookware
1: Yes, so I just, and I loved that job. I went back for n- a number of um, holiday seasons. I would work, you know, into the summer. I would stay, I, I didn't have to be seasonal. Um, And then I also worked at the zoo. And so, and I would work both of those jobs while still in high school.
0: Tell everyone your fun fact about the zoo.
1: So when I, you know, because I worked, William a gift wrapping was at night or and during the... um wasn't usually in the evenings and then the off season like winter. Um so I needed a summer job. So I started at the zoo. My first zoo stint was in the popcorn wagon, which is great. Read a ton of books that summer.
0: So you've done corn dogs and popcorn?
1: Yeah, I am a very carnival so <laughs> carnival heavy <laughs> past. Um carnival food heavy past. Oh, and goodness. then um I really worked my way up. I was in the catering d- division for a little bit, which was kind of like the high, the height, you know. The- this is
0: government pay. No. Yeah,
1: this is the ca- Milwaukee County. So I worked into the catering department, which was like the height of the food service part, and then I got bored with that. So I moved over to the department called Visitor Services. Worked the train a little bit. Can still give the, dra- the train safety speech, and then I applied for the pinnacle. Of the summer...
0: Creme de la creme, <laughs> as they might <laughs> yes, say.
1: The pinnacle, the top notch, the cherry on top, summer job, which was the Zoomobile driver slash tour guide. And what is the Zoomobile tour? Welcome to the Milwaukee County Zoo and your Zoomobile tour. My name's Aletha, and I'll be your tour guide for the next 20 minutes or so. We'll begin today's tour with, and I can keep going.
0: Oh my yeah, goodness. It is a
1: party trick. It is, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And like everyone in our area has been to the Milwaukee County Zoo at some point in time. Yes. Yes. It's like the place where you just take kids.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a good zoo. It's actually one of the top zoos in the country, which is part of my speech. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah.
0: that's how you know that.
1: <laughs> yes. Um,
0: State of the art exhibits too. I've heard that part.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were the first zoo in the country to introduce the... Predator of Prey exhibit. And I'm trying not to say this in my, like, zoo, <laughs> <Toy> <laughs> zoo voice. voice. It's actually painful for me not to. But I funny story, because life is one giant full circle, is I just learned one of my, like, I always have, like, you know, favorite clients, which I just, I most of my clients are my favorite clients. Yeah, if
0: you're buying with Aletha right now, you're one of her favorite clients.
1: <laughs> yes. But I like, especially the ones that, you know, you just have to deliver like bad news a lot. Cause they're at this tight price point and things like that. Like you really, I really end up getting connected to them. Cause you're, it's just a vulnerable time for buyers. Um, and we were at this house. This buyer referred me to a friend, and so we were actually looking at the house for her friend. And there's monkeys, wall, wa- monkey wallpaper on the in the one of the rooms. And I was like, "Oh, I have to take a picture and send this to my friend. She's a zookeeper." And this um, client of mine is like, "Oh, what what zoo?" And I said, "Oh, here." And I said, "Yeah, we really w- worked our way up. Like, you know, I quit, but she she worked her way all the way to the top." To the orangutans, which is my favorite animal. So I the real see,
0: creme de la creme.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I see that as like the best. And this client that I've been working for it with since November, maybe even October, looks at me and she's like, I was a Zoomobile driver. And I go, wait, what? I go, I'm sorry. So was I. Like, how did we not figure this out ever? And so we send the selfie to our old boss.
0: I mean, what are the odds of that? It's not a common job. There's no, there's really only like one zoo in the area.
1: Yeah. But there's only six drivers like a summer. I mean, it's cause there's only three zoomobiles. mobiles. Yeah. So it's really not like you have to work your way. It's rare that you just run into another com- zoo mobile driver in the wild.
0: <laughs> so, so what was the year difference between you two being drivers?
1: <sighs> I mean, she's 12 years younger than I am. So a while.
0: Okay. Did you compare speeches? Did they, uh, did they upgrade the tour?
1: I'm um, well, I mean, I'm sure they have the zoos oh. changed in order and, And things like that. And some of the animals that I knew that would be in my speech have passed away. But anyway, that was my kind of into adulthood. So William sonoma and the zoo were my two jobs that got me through like from 16 to through college.
0: And what did you go to school for, college?
1: Well, honey, um, you
0: know. I kind of know, but it's really hard to keep track. So if you actually want to track this, you might want to break out a uh, notebook.
1: So uh um speaking of ADHD and having a lot of passions um so I went to undergrad as pre-med. So I started in like a you know biology kind of path. Um then I got a little bored so I changed my major. I think maybe to elementary education, not sure. Um did that for a minute, still kind of like a science sciencey heavy like education path. Um and then I really just, like, I didn't vibe with a lot of, like, the peers in the elementary education, I don't know, path, major. So, then I changed to, I think, communications at one point. Um, and I landed on political science. I had to take a poli sci class for, like, some general education. And I loved it. And I was like, this is Amazing. I love reading, you know, Freud and Nietzsche. So I changed to political science with zero, like, I'm going to do this X,
0: Y, Z. What, what year religion. was this in school that you finally got to poli-sci?
1: Well, I started in 2001. I want to say almost my third year because I ended up ma- making it five years because I had to because I changed my major late. And then I picked up an international studies minor and a communications minor. Okay. I took a lot of classes and a lot of things. Is really what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Um. So then I graduated with a poli sci undergrad.
0: And what did you do with that?
1: So interesting path. Um. I had been applying to like nonprofit jobs. I was looking at um, the Americorps p- program, and I had applied to a job that would have taken me to DC to educate inner city kids on like the spread of HIV and how to prevent it. And the day that I got that job offer, I got a phone call from the family that I babysat for back when I was 14. They lived in Minnesota and their good friend had cancer and she had three kids. And they were like, listen, their youngest had never bonded with anybody because her whole life her mom was like sick and she loved you when you were here. This They're expecting her to pass away this summer. They need a nanny. Um, Can you come help? And I was like, well, how how do you say no? Yeah. So turned down the job in D.C., flew to, well, drove to Minnesota for the summer. Um, And then again, my parents were like, okay, this is great, but you need a job so you
0: have loans at this point in time i
1: have loans but I, this is 2006 yeah not
0: not a, so, not a lot
1: and the interest rate interest. is the interest rate's really low and we're of the mindset like my parents are very classic baby boomers that the more school you go to the better your job will be um
0: well wait we, it turned out to be true because you went to school a lot <laughs> and you do have a great job <laughs> I don't think they meant it in that way.
1: No, they absolutely did not. Um, And I would have, yeah, my profit margin would be a lot higher if I had it. But so it was getting to the end of the summer. And actually this mom that I was needing for was, her health was improving. So they didn't need me. And I was like, I guess I have to go home now and figure out what to do. And the job in DC had now since been filled because that was to start on the school year. Um, So I was like, I'm going to go, I'll be a nurse. That was kind of, you know, a lot of my like, I'm going to do what right, I'm going to do. You're
0: back to the med. Mm-hmm. There we go.
1: So I'm like, I'll be a nurse. So I was, I went, applied to nursing school. But again, it's August. So programs are like filled. So I find this local little college, which was the most expensive decision of my entire life and really taught me to slow my roll a minute. Um, in 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 my hometown and so i went back and by the time by the time i got home i had stored all my furniture up in oshkosh where i went did uh, finished undergrad um i was really involved on campus so i stored it at a professor's house because i actually babysat for a few of the professors in college which led to some great reviews or um like reference letters um and My, when I got home back to Milwaukee, my parents were like, by the way, this is the address that you're living at. My mom had an intern at work that like knew of somebody that was looking for a roommate, and my stuff was there. They like drove to Oshkosh, got my stuff.
0: Wait, I've never never heard heard this this before. (laughs) So you went home, and your mom. Said, here's where you're living. We already put all your clothes there. Oh yeah. And your furniture. And you didn't know where this was and I mean who it was, it was with?
1: in it was in it was right around the corner from my parents.
0: Oh, this is the house in the um
1: Washington Heights, yeah. Heights. So um
0: Wait, but you didn't know who you were living with?
1: I mean, we had talked on the phone. At this point, cell phones exist. So I've talked to her. Okay. Um, but I've never met her in person. I actually, it took me a week of living there to actually meet her in person. Cause she did, we were just like passing ships. Okay. Um, but yeah, my parents were like, we are the hell you're moving home. You, here's your, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I, I mean, they didn't even let me like make a soft landing on the couch for a night. Like it was, I mean, they, you know.
0: Strong boundary. They very
1: willingly drove. Message
0: received. Yeah.
1: I was like, noted. Noted. So I started nursing school and really quickly was like, oh, shit, I am not a nurse. And I actually had a chemistry professor pull me aside and he goes, listen, you are going to make an incredible like charge nurse or head, you know, or manager, um, but you are going to get fired before you make it that far. And I was like, what? And he's like, you have like no ability to like, you know, just, I don't want to say kiss ass because that's not true. But in the sense of like, just look, look the other way. Mm. So, and he's like, you know, nursing is you're, you're dealing with like egos of doctors. You kind of have to be like smile and nod and, you know, just carry on and kind of whatever. Keep your mouth, you know? Yeah. Um." And I took that to heart and I was like, you know what? He's and that right. Is
0: not, that is 1000% not you.
1: What? What's not me?
0: Well, to like, it, you would, you can't do that. Like just smile and nod.
1: No, no. If you're disrespecting like somebody else, or you're going to do something that's like going to get somebody hurt or that's incorrect. Like I will, w- I will do it nicely, but I will say something. Yeah. Yeah. So he was right. It was Dr. Levison. Um, so I, I switched to focus on chemistry and ended up just ha- doing what they call as a post-bac, which is essentially a second major, but at a different, you know, a different stint. Oh,
0: that's what that is.
1: Um in chemistry. And so my lab partner Nicole, who is now my director of operations, and I were organic chem lab partners and uh and did all all of the things.
0: And you worked in the lab, too. Is this when you worked in a yes. lab? Yes.
1: So when I first started back at school, I think I was even still in the nursing program. You know, I, my parents really instilled in me that connections matter and who you know matters and that, you know, it's not necessarily where you, you don't have to go to Harvard, but the relationships that you you build throughout your life you know, make a difference. And so I was like, if my goal, whether I'm a nurse or I went on to medical school or what, you know, went into medical sales, which was kind of where I was leaning at the time, I needed to start making connections at the Medical College of Wisconsin. So I applied for like, and you know, the popcorn wagon and the corn dog stint, like I have no, there's, there's no, like I'll check my pride at the door. Like I'll do what it takes. Um, including my accidentally burning my entire finger in, you know, corn dog oil, but another story. Um, so I applied for a job at the medical college where I was applying to clean, um, rat poop and, um, in, uh, out of the trays. So I was going to clean like rat cages basically for a, a laboratory in the medical college. Um, and I, um, I got it and yeah, so I started working at MCW.
0: So you cleaned up rat poop out of cages, but then you eventually did like research there, didn't you?
1: Yeah. So <laughs>
0: how did you, you go from, so for one, at the zoo, you went from like lowest job to top tier job. How'd you go from rat poop to rat brains? <laughs> oh my God.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> connections again. <laughs> no, it was in the same lab. I I I you know, I just absorb information in a weird way, I think. And so I was just able to like really learn pretty quickly what the research was. I was still in my first like semester, second semester of of uh my post-bac and just learn the research and the the PhD that I worked for um was impressed enough to like start putting me on some bench work and some like you know um statistical analysis and stuff like that so i still you know the entire time i was still i still always had that like clean the rat cages part of my job but i definitely she Um. i ended up taking a full she offered me a full-time position um relatively quickly into working in that position as like an actual research technologist. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I was doing small mammal surgeries within like, you know, three months of working there, maybe a little longer, but
0: yeah. Whoa. So what, did you end up going back to school again?
1: You know, honey, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm a love, I love a good paper writing experience. Yes, I did.
0: It's not even just like you love further education because you could just pick up a book and read that. Like you actually, you just like school.
1: I love grading. I love the like professor. I just, I love school. I love it. I have long, I have forever said that my like retirement plan is to get a PhD.
0: Like, oh my God. I could, I remember when college was over, I was like, I never have to write another paper again.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, honey, I make a
0: lot of presentations.
1: I paid people in college to write their papers.
0: Oh, now you just give twenty bucks to ChatGPT.
1: Yeah, well, I would do it for free. So you know, um, I actually I would I would in undergrad when I there was a semester I wasn't taking any like paper writing English or poli sci classes. I remember walking up and down the dorm asking the girls on my floor if they had a paper that needed needed to be written for free for free i fucking loved it <laughs> i'm love writing a good paper it's just something about a deadline and like having to pretend you read an entire book in like 10 minutes and just quick skimming some pages well,
0: you and, go you go write a uh, white paper someday for yeah. some company if you ever need a fallback job
1: love it yeah absolutely it's good to know okay so you went back um, to
0: school for
1: so in that okay i graduated in l6 so we're like on the cusp of 2008 um, which is an important factor in my whole life path, because I, you know, I graduated when we're at like the peak of, you know, crazy real estate. The economy is booming, and then it wasn't. So I went back to school for a for business because at this point I loved like I loved the small mammal surgery. I loved working in research. Um, How old I,
0: are you at this point in time?
1: Twenty
0: three, twenty four. Okay, still uh, young.
1: Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I didn't love how isolating um, research was. You know, it was just like me and the few other people that I worked with in that lab. And nine times out of ten, we were pretty much working alone all day long by ourselves. Um, Which
0: everything up until today, you were with other people.
1: Yeah. It's a very isolating, like at, you know, at one point I was like microscopy worker, you know, counting cells on, under a microscope. Um, I was in a tiny little like galley kitchen, if you will, with a microscope and myself and you're just in a, in a like a counter. So it, I was losing kind of myself and I wasn't around people at some point. I had mentioned earlier that I was really shy in, In undergrad, I came out of my shell and I was like, okay, I don't want to just sit by myself, although I do love alone time, but um, I needed to be around people. So then I hatched the plan that I've got this science background, I've got a liberal arts degree, so I'm going to round it out with some business. And I went back to business school um, with the intent of going into medical or pharmaceutical sales.
0: So you're in there for your MBA?
1: Mm -hmm. at this point in time Mm -hmm. and then
0: you wrapped up and you got it
1: yeah so did that all online um it was going to be a longer term plan than it was because i was working full-time at the lab and then the market crashed and you know grants grant funding was pulled back um things like that so i found myself in the unemployment line a little bit for how long um, you know, long enough to be like, I need a job. There was nothing out there. We're in like peak 2008 at this point.
0: And for a person that loves working, I imagine you without a job for anything longer than three days would probably drive you pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. I want to say it was like two months and it was probably a week. Um, cause I was-
0: <laughs> <laughs> felt like two months. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember my friend Lindsay and I were at a bar. I mean, it, there was like nothing to do. It was, there was no job. I mean, there was no jobs. Um, at, No company was hiring at this point because nobody knew what the hell they were doing. If anything, there was just like a lot of layoffs. Yeah. And I remember like being at a bar and being like, okay. And I was, I would take any job interview. In fact, I got swindled into some weird sales job interview where like they took me out to a Gander mountain for sales. I was standing in the, I remember my director of ops is <laughs> S-
0: selling duck blinds. Or I what? don't know.
1: I don't know what I was trying to sell. I have no idea. I was just like, not, I needed work. Glad. I remember calling Nikki, my now director of ops. I remember calling her and be like, I need to be picked up my car. They made me leave my car at the interview place. It was like free labor, but they called it an interview. And uh, her mom came and picked me up. I'm 25 years old at this point. Her mom came and picked me up. Um, so I was desperate. And so I, somebody had suggested to me like, hey, why don't you nanny? And I was like, what? No, I'm way overeducated. I was still in business school at this point. I was like, nanny? Why yeah, you're I like,
0: nanny? that was my teenage job.
1: Right. But there was nothing. And so nanny I did.
0: How did you... Like get, so, for, when you did an end, did you work with a service or did you do the entrepreneurial thing?
1: No, I um I ended up applying with a service, and I ended up I remember not wanting a a house with one kid because I, I I always hated babysitting for like one kid. It was kind of boring, um. And so I would applied for a job out in um, kind of further west of where I was living, and the nanny was like. They're like, uh, you know, they want weird hours. Why don't you? What about this house? And they had like one six-month-old baby, and I was like, one baby, yeah, yeah. okay. But you know, it's two thousand and eight, like yeah, two thousand and nine. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, so I interviewed for that family, and I and got that, hired. And that's the
0: family that I know, or
1: yeah, that was that was. Okay. So I I got hired um signed on for two years was in business school so i had like a hard stop you know there were two nights a week where i was taking classes and i was like i have to be done by five um the dad was uh an mba grad from wharton so and the mom was an attorney and so i was like oh this is awesome they i mean i just you know you just connect with people right away um super humble and the more I ended up learning about the family, the more I was like, okay, really, really, really humble. Because um, they are very, very successful and two very, very smart people. Um, and like so...
0: Generations of successfulness and smart people.
1: Yeah. Both sides. Both sides. That's um, that's
0: crazy. And how long did you end up nannying for them? Because this is why I was confused at first. You said one baby. How yeah. long did you end up nannying so, for?
1: So t- a decade.
0: Okay. So, so, everyone knows why I am confused. I know this family is having four kids, yes, not one baby.
1: no, so sweet little Maddie was six month old six months, not even five and a half months um, and I signed on for two years. I was like, "I can give you two years. That's it And then, at the two year mark, the mom was like, "I'm pregnant. Can you give us two more years?" I was like. Sure.
0: And is this like a contract? Like it's a two-year commitment, f- sort of a deal? No. Or?
1: I mean, it was definitely at will. But okay. you know, you just you made a commitment. I, I didn't would,
0: know if it was like a sports team.
1: Yeah. No. It was just a, a verbal commitment that, like, and I, you know, nobody wants to go through childcare. I would assume that people want it consistent. So I, I, I obliged. And I really loved working for them. Um, and you're
0: paid well. Yeah.
1: I mean. In two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine, yes. I, I should say
0: you are you are paid well but you are also working extremely hard. I was a for workforce. I
1: there were there were moments where so then when they had their second kid, they brought on a, you know, continual relationship in my life, my old organic chemistry lab partner. Nicole.
0: N- Nikki's back.
1: Nikki's back. Nikki, I mean, <laughs> Nikki's back. Um, I just really like to make sure that, you know, I work with her always. She's very organized. I'm not. We balance each you, other out. You I do need,
0: compliment each other very I well. I need
1: a Nikki. So. Um,
0: yeah, I'm very, I am very grateful for Nikki. I know. We.
1: I know. I know. So they had a second kid and they were like, you know, we don't want Maddie's experience to you know, suffer with like one-on-one and I really enjoyed just like spending time. This is, she was just a cool kid. She was two, but she loved Daft Punk. You know, we got along, we vibed. Um, so they brought on Nikki and then they went on to have two more kids. Um, and Nikki and I just worked together in tandem for, you know, t- years for eight years. So I was there for 10. She started two years later.
0: We even went back to their old school and the security guard still knew you.
1: Yes, I mean I was, yeah, like I was a huge part. I still am. Um, we still talk to
0: FaceTime them.
1: Yeah, I every mean the other girls week. are, yeah, really, really, really close. Um, the mom essentially mentored me through my thirties, um, and yeah, so that is kind of the end of my W two life. I guess.
0: Yeah. And, so, so you're kind of like, I'm done with this. I want to go back to where I was when I was nine and work for myself. No, no. You know,
1: it wasn't that. Um, I, even all throughout nannying, I was always, I always had this cause I loved interior design. Like there was always something calling me to start my own business. Always. I was kind of like toying around with catering or selling baked goods. Cause I decorated some cakes for friends and things like that. Um, but I just, nothing ever like really clicked. And then, but the kids were getting older and it was clear that like, you know, there was an expiration date on, on my job. Um, and I, I also didn't want to just like take a corporate job that would leave me to like, hey, we need you to start in two weeks and I would have to give a two week notice. Um, so I was really just kind of exploring things with what the hell I would do for the rest of my life. I was 35? 35, 35. No, not 35. Maybe a little a little younger than that, but
0: several degrees, great, yeah, e- great education,
1: a lot of debt, several degrees, great education, and uh, you know, no no path to like what I was doing. I just I wasn't sure. Um but I had enough connections and I knew that the parents, you know, if I if I had asked them like, "Hey, you know, I need help like figuring out my life. They would have helped me in a heartbeat too. Um but I was really adamant that I wasn't going to rip the band-aid off on being employed with with the kids and stuff. So, I started what was I doing? I just kind of started looking at yeah, at things and my passions and, you know, I was working with a therapist of like what I loved and getting out of my comfort zone and, um, things like that. And then I went out for a drink with my, you know, my closest, probably the next closest thing to a sibling that I have. And her brother had just started in real estate. And I was like, I'm just going to ask her, you know, if he likes it, like, So I went to meet her out for a drink one night with that, that like, cause I'll forget if I, but it was like intention. I was super intentional about it. And we sit down and she goes, Oh, by the way, you know, my brother was just saying like, he thinks you'd really be, you'd be really good in real estate. And I was like, no fucking way. Cause I was going to ask you if, you know, if I could talk to him about it. Um, So I was like, okay, well, then I guess that settles that. And, you know, as much of my life was somewhat impulsive, I signed up, um, I reached out to Keller Williams and signed up for my licensing class, like, the next day.
0: At least this impulsive part wasn't a four-year degree. (laughs)
1: No, it was a 72-hour class.
0: Way better impulsive Which,
1: let's be honest, I now take, like, 72-hour classes or, you know, a couple-month classes online for free all the time now, so... It would have been, it would have been, you know, fun, worth it regardless. So I took the class, I studied all summer long, um, and, you know, probably overstudied and uh, got licensed and signed on. And that was in 2017.
0: So how did you end up, and a lot of entrepreneurs have different stories and whatnot. How did you end up making the jump to diving all in? going all in on doing real estate?
1: Um, you know, I think a lot of people start in, especially in real estate or starting own a, a business that's not necessarily a brick and mortar. Cause you have to be a little bit more intentional with a brick and mortar business. Um, I worked with my therapist to actually like set deadlines so I had a deadline for when I had to finish the class. I had a deadline for when I had to take the the licensing exam. I had a deadline for when I would cut back hours. And I really just started getting intentional about uh, cutting back my nanny hours. So I, you know... Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would come in late. Cause so those like,
0: are... you did like a smooth transition where you did like- Really slowly, 75, yeah. 25, 50, 50, mm-hmm, moving out. Mm-hmm. So you, you didn't really have to necessarily do the full-time, part-time hustle, where it was like no, full-time nanny and then also having to do the part-time- it
1: didn't. I didn't think so until I remember- Somebody was saying like, "Well, how many hours a week are you nannying now?" And I felt like I had shaved off like half of my hours Which and I you was might like <laughs> I was like, "Oh, 40." And they're like, "That's full-time." And I said, "Yeah, but I was working 55." So I <laughs> and they're like, "So you're still working a full two full-time jobs." It was like, "I guess, but it really doesn't feel that way."
0: Yeah, especially when you love what you're doing.
1: Yeah, so I was like, I, yeah, I guess, I mean, I'm losing the overtime that I was making. So it felt like I was, I was substantially cutting, cutting my hours. But, um, yeah, I just very slowly kind of cut hours and transitioned out of one. And then it got to the point where I was like, okay, I, you know, my first my first full year of real estate, I, I closed two and a half million working very part time or what I, you know, thought. Um, and then,
0: is that good? Two and a half million?
1: Yeah, I think for your first full year, it's pretty decent. Okay. Um, and then my second year, I sold five million, which is good. I mean, that's good. That's a $100,000 income. So that's pretty much every every agent's like, you know, so it would be great if I could make so this. So year
0: two, you're already doing what a lot of the agents want to do mm-hmm. ever.
1: Yeah. Cool. So... Then I was like, I guess I, you know, and I would, I would still, i was still nannying like for a couple hours a week just because they had this three year old that I'm still obsessed with. I call her Nugget. Um, Giraffe. And so I would pick Nugget up from lunch and we would just kind of hang out and do our thing in the afternoon. And that was kind of it. Um, And which is great. Like I I would probably still be picking Nugget up from lunch if I could, but COVID kind of put a kibosh on that. So COVID definitely led to like, the you know the parachute strings getting cut completely.
0: Yeah, but I was there to catch you. <laughs>
1: yeah, you were. And then three weeks later, then three weeks later, <laughs> you showed up. Yeah. So that's kind of how I ended up in in real estate. um
0: But that so that was as like a solo agent, and now you have a team. How did you even get to like in that short amount of time? In one year, you're already making as much as people want to make their entire career in it. And now you have a team. How did you get to that point, like that fast?
1: You know, I don't know. Um, it's
0: because you love working. I do. No, you are just like a very driven individual. It
1: you know, I'm. I'm really good at scrolling the gram too. So, like, it, I I feel like I you know squander the day. Um, I I think I do. I think. I just do a lot, it's just kind of how I connect with people is comes naturally. So I feel like I'm not working, but I am. Um, I knew I always wanted to start a team. Keller Williams is a very like, it's it's definitely the brokerage that if you don't want to like run your business like a business, if you just want to like close deals occasionally and make some extra income, it it's not necessarily, I mean, you can d- certainly do that at Keller Williams, but they just really encourage like, Owning a business, yeah, um, and
0: so I have the shirt that says "Think like a CEO" from Keller Williams. Yeah,
1: I yeah, think that's amazing. So it was just I, and and having come from a family of business owners, it just was like, okay, well, a business in my, for me personally, involved other people. Like it involved sharing successes, um, you know, accountability, pushing each other. Like it just, it was just kind of a. a I never went in it. I never went into it not knowing I was going to grow a team. Like I kind of always knew I was going to.
0: And what's your why? Why behind real estate? Why a team? Why keep doing what you're doing? Because you could do what you do. So and just be a little bit more cushy with it, right?
1: I mean, could I, honey? Like, are you offering to? No. <laughs> okay.
0: I mean, I like your hustle, but like, yeah. you're already successful, and you could kind of just keep on the path and you know, stay and glide where you're at.
1: I think one, like one, I, I've had good mentors for people that have like helped me grow, you know, the mom I nannied for. I've, I watched her like mentor other attorneys in her, in her firm. Um, I, her mother-in-law is, you know, a, a mentor and, and advocate and philanthropist in the city. I just kind of always like knew that, you know being able to build something where you can help other people build their dreams was kind of just a no-brainer and something that was really important to me so my why of real estate is that i love helping people having babysat for so many years i've watched people's lives really be shaped by where they live um and so my why in in real estate is really just to kind of you know keep that going of to essentially help people find the homes that are going to help shape the lives that they dream of, Um, which sounds so cliche, but it's, you know, it's true. At least I believe it to be so. And then um, my why building a team is that I just want to, I want to help other people um, build their careers and kind of give them the platform to, you know, to build off of. Yeah. And you know, I brought Nikki my Along with? <laughs> The yes, the you know, my co star. I
0: bought my house, our house with Aletha was our agent. And I'm pretty sure if we didn't have Nikki, we probably wouldn't have the house. (laughs) Some, some date would have been missed.
1: No, no, no. I did have systems in place when it was just me and I couldn't afford Nikki, but I, she does an incredible job. She really does. And now she does it for, you know, three agents and, and more. Um, she's actually growing into more of a mentorship role. So, which is cool. Like, right. I mean, we were, she finished her degree also in the recession and, it was like a, you know, she had the same thing of like, what do I do with my life? There's no jobs. um, So now she is able to kind of work flexible, like to be able to build something where I can give her a, a, a means to, you know, fund her and her family's life while she has flexibility to be with her four-year-old and she's got a baby on the way. Like to me, that's that's fucking amazing. So, yeah.
0: And now you've even branched off from real estate to a very parallel business of design.
1: Yes. So 2023 marks the launch of Champagne Realty and design.
0: And I'm not just talking about redesigning our coffee table every other week.
1: (laughs) No. Um, Because that that almost happens. I've now built an interior design vertical um, under the same... uh, champagne realty kind of group um and yeah i've started taking on kind of you know i don't want to say a side hustle because it's just a second stream
0: so the real thing that happened and she won't say it but she has slowly ran out of rooms in our house to design she's done the kitchen she's already designed the bathroom that's going to be happening and you know she needs more rooms instead of buying more houses We just find clients we could do their rooms instead.
1: Yes. yes. In
0: different aesthetics, because now in our house we're kinda locked to our aesthetic. You could venture out in other ones.
1: That started actually with the mom I nannied for. They had done an addition to their house and had a sunroom. And she, I don't want to say gifted me because they certainly saved money by not paying their their decorator um, and designer to do that space. But she let me run with it. And, you know, I would bring fabric samples back occasionally and and she'd kind of pick them out. But I'd I'd certainly pick them. Um, And so I did a whole space for them. And it turned out beautiful, if I may say so myself. It's on my Instagram feed. Um, and so I loved do- I loved doing that. I loved creating spaces. It just made sense. And I'd have a- quite a few clients asking, like, do you have any interior designers that you'd recommend? Um, and it made so much sense in the sense of I just spent, you know, sometimes six months, sometimes a year or more with these clients helping them yeah, find a home. You know them. I know them, right? Like, um, I know exactly how they are, what they're looking for in a house and how they're looking to live in it.
0: And probably their previous house, if they had one, how they had that
1: stuff too. Correct, yeah, yeah. So it just made so much sense that like, hey, why not save, instead of reintroducing yourselves to an interior designer, why not just kind of, you know, trust me, put some boards together and I, I can help. So, yeah, that's been...
0: Which one do you like more real estate, real redesign?
1: You know, I honestly, I feel like they're kind of the same. I just really love, I love the relationship building with clients. Really, really do.
0: And you love homes.
1: I love homes. I love, I mean.
0: I love a good clothes shoot.
1: <laughs> you and every other guy, I tell you, every guy's like, oh, there's a close shoot. I mean, I would, when I, when I was 14, I volunteered at the children's hospital in, in Wauwatosa, in Milwaukee. And um, I would, there was two houses that I loved and I would ride my bike.
0: You m- made me drive past one of them.
1: <laughs> so I have. And I've sat dad, outside. If
0: you live there, I've sat outside your house.
1: There's like, I have a favorite house in every single like little municipalities around in the greater Milwaukee area that I've had since I was like a little kid. Um, And so, I mean, I, it just, it was so natural. So it just makes sense to um, for me to help you know, my clients that then kind of make their house a home.
0: Two remaining questions.
1: Mm-hmm. Pit and peak. I mean, the pit of my career. Yeah. Oh, for sure this or, week. Or, or journey. I mean, for sure
0: this week. This week. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on that we can't divulge, but it's a very challenging situation. No, no. There's just, you know, it's,
1: yeah, I've just been faced with a super challenging situation. And it really is just, you know, I put so much, um, so much care and love into what I do and how I take care of my clients and to have, you know, it's just some, sometimes it's not noticed or appreciated and, and that sucks. Yeah. So that's definitely my hit. My peak was probably being able to have, my peak career-wise was for sure growing my business to the point where I could hire Nikki.
0: That's a good one. My other one, I was suggest a uh, a house that you sold in uh, 2020 in Wauwatosa, mid-century modern.
1: To you, oh, our yeah. house? Yeah. Yeah, that was a peak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nikki's a better one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, we bought a house. Yes, that was cool. Um no, I think at my my peak was for sure being having the moment in which I could afford to bring her on. Yeah. Was fucking awesome. Yeah. Hopefully she agrees. Like she keeps coming when I offer her. Like when I, you know, when I was like, "Hey, I have a job for you, nannying," and that didn't always, you know. Sometimes the kids were really crabby, and I was like, "She has got to hate me." <laughs> <laughs> and then there are certainly deals or like weeks like this week where it's like, "God, she's got to hate me." Maybe, but
0: maybe we need to have Nikki and uh, Nikki and Joe on this.
1: Yeah, her, her, we should have her and her and her husband. Her she comes from a family of business owners too. So and her husband has taken that over. So yeah, they would would be good guests on this on this podcast um but i think the moment that i realized that my hard work was allowing uh, was creating a job for someone else was for sure my peak
0: awesome any remaining words encouragements quotes i don't I know i mean
1: you know your future starts at home guys
0: <laughs> zoomobile tours. that's my
1: trademark that's my trademarked uh slogan yeah i mean you know i guess i'll just leave it at you know Thank you and enjoy the rest of your day here at the Milwaukee County Zoo. That's uh yeah. That's, that's a cool. wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap.